How are we doing? I'm David. I'm Phil. And I'm Andy. And this is Talking Cod. Three northern blokes talking about middle life and growing old disgracefully. Frank, fearless, funny. In other words, Talking Cod. To the five, four, three, two, one thing. It's been, it's been, it's been mate. Sorry, it. it wasn't even looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, professionals, aren't they? Oh, you're the one that's been doing this professionally. Come on, professional. Well, we're, live. we're live. We're live. We're live. We're live. You don't have to get paid to be professional. That's right. I guess it depends what you're doing. Turn up. Finish. <laughs> hello, and welcome to hello. season two of Talking Cod. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing, guys? How are we doing? Season two. I don't think we actually wrapped on season one, really, did we? Got to episode thirteen, and then, and then, we've we've been away, boys. We've been away. We've been on a break. We've been on a break, mm, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. We were planning that big season finale, like on Game of Thrones. We or were. We Squid were. Game. We had yeah, a big budget, a big budget allocated. <laughs> special guests. CGI. Uh, yes. Special. We were going to time it all as well with the uh, the James Bond, the latest James Bond coming out and linking to that because we thought we'd get some good coverage off it. But but yes, we did. We did. So we did episode 13. We're back with season two, uh, which is mega. You know, I mean, we, we mm-hmm. the three of us have been in touch since then, haven't we, boys? We've, we've kept in touch, but we've been in touch mm-hmm. on other stuff. I, I guess a brief description as why, you know, it's been relatively quiet is the three of us have had quite a lot going on really in our in our own lives haven't mm. we in in the background mm. and probably not that we didn't want to do it but i don't i think we got to a point we just needed a bit of space didn't we and and our hearts and thoughts were, were elsewhere uh mm, totally. and the whole point in doing this is you know we, we do it because we want to do it and it's therapy for us but we want to do it when we when when we're, we're well up for it you know and we're, and we're feeling yeah. good about it so 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 yeah 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 we've kept in touch we've had some bonkers conversations so the therapy <laughs> on our side of it as the conversations even though we've not been pro- broadcasting it has been has, has been great uh an incredible pre-planning session a couple of weeks ago where we probably <laughs> laughed for a solid for about an hour which felt which 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 was awesome <laughs> <laughs> Which was awesome, but we're back, boys. We're back. I nearly died. I nearly died during that it's during true. that planning session. We should have recorded it. Yeah, well, you, yeah. it would have been edited all the mm, time because you sounded like Bob Fleming. You were just coughing and laughing constantly. And I think I that was that was funny about it. I'm not sure if that would have come across really well in a podcast, but just seeing <laughs> you fall on the floor, oh, coughing and laughing, was just comedy gold. <laughs> and we had we we, yeah, we were going to death. With, with with the conversation around Mike the headless chicken and how you know I've just thought guys I've just thought we should have had him as our first guest season two introduced with Mike the headless chicken we've missed we've missed an opportunity there we've missed an opportunity there well come well, on we... explain explain who Mike the head, headless chicken was Andy you dropped it into conversation last time casually you know, as as with everything we talk about talking cod it was completely random. And I think I was talking about, I just feel like an headless chicken. Oh, by the way, did you hear about Mike the headless Mike chicken? Mike the headless chicken. And you're both looking at me like, what are you on about, Andy? You're on drugs. Well, 
<laughs> one, like who who calls a chicken Mike? That was my. F- I mean, yeah. regardless of his yeah, head yeah. situation, like it's a bit <laughs> of a kind of funny name for a chicken, isn't it? Well, chickens deserve names as well, don't they? Sentient creatures, you know. What's, why can't they have a name like Mike? I don't know. It just. I, mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I don't get, know. I mean, did he know that his name was Mike? And then they cut his head off. To see if he lived or well, how I long think, he would live. Well, this is a thing. So I mean, a bit... was it was he called Mike after he had his head chopped off? In which case, <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to hear his name. Anyway. It wasn't that. <laughs> That's Mike. why he got away with calling him Mike. What are you asking? What are you calling his name he, for? He ain't got any ears. Yeah, he was called Mike, but then he adapted it and added on a, a, like the surname of Headless Chicken. So he was always Mike, <laughs> and then he became Mike the Headless Chicken. It was the photo. So it was the photograph. Is... It was the photograph. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's worth explaining this. I think it is. So um, we've already lost some ve- some vegans. So go on, explain yourself. Right, I'm I'm vegetarian before right. you start, and, right. and our kid winds me up about this still. Oh, you vegan? Something wrong with you? Anyway, um, before we start going I, on, I about... thought you were vegan. I thought you were vegan. Oh, so you're at it again now. He has sliced chicken sometimes. That's oh, he slices chicken. He chicken. doesn't cut it. You don't cut it, yeah, do you? You slice it. You slice chicken. No chunks in his house. I don't eat any no, chicken. No, it's sliced. It's finely let's just, sliced. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> Go on. Should, not should we answer the story about Mike the Headless Chicken? Yeah, but you're not. So let's oh, just... Look, hang on, hang on. You're not a vegetarian. Or you are a vegetarian. Or... Yes. Right. Which right. one are it's, you? It's, I'll, I'll make it simple. I don't eat meat. Okay. There you go. So you're pescatarian. So you sometimes have a bit of fish, right? Sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's sliced or no? It, it kind of fish. It, it somehow swims its way into my diet. Right. You see what you I can, mean? You can get a fish slice mm-hmm. though, can't you? You can get a fish slice. It's called a fish very slice. good. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, you put it in your yeah. frying pan and you and you and you. But you don't slice the fish. You about the it. fish. St- where are you going with this? <laughs> anyway, back to Mike. I don't know. The... I don't know. So anyway. It's been a while, boys. I've missed you. I've missed you. It's great to see you. <laughs> it's a Friday afternoon. I'm feeling a bit delirious after last night, but I'm here. It's, it's on. Go for it, Andy. Over to you. Right. I, I, I feel like it's going to be such an anticlimax now. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about being a headless chicken, and I was explaining about Mike, the, the headless chicken, um, and you were both looking at me like, what are you on about? You on drugs or something? So I explained that back in 1945, there was a chicken that had its head cut off, and it lived for 18 months after having its head cut off. This is this is a true story, and like both shaking heads, and then Phil Google's it and sees a picture of a headless chicken in black and white, and it's true. And then suddenly <laughs> Phil falls off his chair. Does his Bob Fleming impression and coughs for half an hour. I thought we're going to have to phone an ambulance for this guy now. So there's even a festival that goes on. It goes on the 27th of August every year, celebrating Mike the Headless Chicken. Yeah, and and there's what what activities take place. I think there's pin pin the head on a chicken or something. (laughs) No, there is, there is. Pin the head on the chicken. Clucking bingo or just, just 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 legit. I tell you what, we need we need an outing. We need to go. To, we need to. When's it on August? Yeah. Or August oh, twenty two coming at you live from Mike the Headless Chicken's festival. annual festival. In I South think there's more than one festival. There's, there's there's another one um, on the third and fourth of June, which is right. in another place. I'm not even know where that is. 
Um, but yeah, so you know, so, Memorial but, Day. But for the for the sake of the audience who that are still listening, <laughs> anybody is <laughs> welcome. <laughs> one of us. you, welcome. One of you. We 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 used to like this podcast in season one. It seemed to go off the oh, boil a bit. In I, think, season I think they've two. all been on drugs. I think they've had a break. They've had some. They've said they've had some stuff going on. I think they've all been off on the mugwort. I think that's <laughs> they've drank reams, <laughs> reams of mugwort. Overdosing on mugwort. Spent spent yeah. a month with Bo Steamhammer and some. Some bloke in a forest in the back, and it's not—it's gone a bit bonkers. <laughs> and do you know on, on, on Facebook? There's a, there's a Facebook page called Mike Leslie's Chicken. It's got fifteen thousand followers. Wow! The, a, a chicken that died over half a century ago with no head has got more followers on, on Facebook than we have. <laughs> well, we're not even on, we're not even on Facebook. Are we? Go figure. So, so anyway, so I think. We should be less like Mike and be less like headless chickens in future. If there, you know, if there was going to be anything profound to take away from this conversation, other than the fact that Mike, the headless chicken, left for eighteen months being fed via pipette through a hole in his his neck, the word pipette still makes me laugh. Though I must admit, what's what's that? What is it? <laughs> what is it? A pipette? You know what a pipette is? <laughs> Honestly, oh my god. <laughs> Go on, let's, and it's explain. What, there was, it's there what was, Mike was thinking. What was he thinking? Well, well for Mike, much, he's, he's he had a, no head. He's a, he couldn't think. Yeah, he had no well, head. He's thinking. No, he's, oh, he's somehow thinking because he's moving, and he's thinking. Oh, I feel a bit hungry. Oh no, I don't because he's just had some grain dropped down his gullet. There was context Thank though. Where it, the, the conversation <laughs> we were having a we were having a bit of a deeper conversation prior to that. We were, weren't we? I think. I think. Mm-hmm. Probably That's... it's a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is a while ago since we're having this conversation. So I think yes. being less like headless chickens, being less yes. like Mike, means yeah. we have more focus. Is, is that what? Yes, we is, were. We were. Is that we what were. we're getting at? We were, and I think which is. I started. I, I think it was me as well. We, we were having the conversation around. We were talking about the three. We've been working from home and getting back out of that rat race. And literally, like you know, being more calm and, and controlled. But now, I've been personally finding that getting, you know, I work from home anyway, but still go out to meet clients. But the world's going back up to a hundred mile an hour, and feeling like mm. getting sucked mm. back into that as well. So going from yeah. getting in the motor and going, okay, I'll get there, and taking your time, the pace of everything's moving, and everybody else is starting to go at hundred mile an hour, and you're getting sucked mm. back into it, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Why is, I, I don't want that. Resist. I don't want that. Yeah, and, resist. And there's yeah. a lot bubbling. It feels like there's a lot bubbling all along in society at the moment. A lot going on, and there is. You know, if you think about what dealing people are dealing with, and it, people just seem miserable, more angry as well. You know, people are just like snapping yeah. like that. So getting sucked back into that, and I've found, and again, uh, last week I felt it, it was happening, and it's. The conversation was around that, wasn't it? And and mm. trying to pause and not get back into it. Uh, yeah, that's where we reflecting on like, ha- yeah, well, yeah, just reflecting on being on that little precipice of things going back to normal, like compared to how things had been the previous eighteen months, and the sort of I don't know a clash between being happy with the way things have settled and we've had more time to do stuff we enjoy and 
you know, work hasn't sort of taken over in the same way because of all the commuting and, and just being, having to be present, present presenteeism. Um, and, and, and yeah, I think people coming out of that wanting to get back to normal or society telling them to get back to normal, Boris telling them to get back into prep Bozo. spending money. Bozo. Um, and I think, yeah, and I think that's, that there's a there's definitely a clash and I yeah I totally I, there was a bloke fixing a, a scratch on the car we got a new car the other week and uh, lo and behold a month later it's got a big scratch on it from being reversed into a wall which is uh, not my not my driving but anyway look at so that, the guy was coming completely underrated chips away with me nothing to do with me that boys no well it's got a reverse camera and everything and you know it beeps when you're about to hit the wall but anyway so the <laughs> chips away fellow was was here and it was so i was stressed because he was stressed he turned up late he, he was getting on to four o'clock half four it just started going dark it, it was pissing it down and i could really I, I just felt this tension from him in a way that i've not felt like an interaction with someone for flipping ages. So That's I was like, thing just though, feeling awful. That's yeah, the vibration. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. The Andy, yeah. Like, and you yeah, mentioned totally. that. You know, what's your vibe? Yeah. yeah. What's the vibe? But yeah. how well, certain individuals... You feel it though, like, don't you? The bigger the character you are as well, you know, you, you use, your vibe's obviously bigger. And mm-hmm. it's frightening how you can basically end up... If someone's... Get attracted to that negativity, like you would do yeah. if you got attracted to the positivity. But if everything's bubbling along and it's going a bit mental, and you've got more negativity, and it just it breeds it. Yeah, breeds totally. It. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, from that, I was like, I was I, not outwardly with him, not tense, but back, you know, came back, started doing some work, feel myself bubbling up, getting angry, you know. Then I went to see him when he'd finished the job. And then he was like my best friend, couldn't shut him up. It's like talking about any old shit. I mean, I should have started talking to him about Mike the Headless Chicken. He'd be there yeah. still now. But it was just, but it was just this, this, yeah, get, get, get this. He was late, he was rushing around like Mike. And yeah, I couldn't even make him a brew. He was that, he was that sort of, it was that sort of, full of that sort of, yeah, negativity that I just had to step I feel like away. saying, and don't you, had mate? Impact on me. Don't worry about it. Because if you're in that frame of mind, you might be doing a crap job. Yeah. Come back tomorrow or come back next week. Yeah. Just relax. And yeah, doesn't just, matter. So what's your coping? What's your mechanism for that? We're dealing with that then. So I, I, the good thing is recognising it, isn't it? And know it, it's happening. Yeah. But your chimp very quickly then goes into turbo survival mode. And yeah. you, you're dragged into it, aren't you? It's It's... Yeah. The stress, the stress for me in situations like that, it becomes it's the anger that frightens me, mm. the the anger level, yeah. and and yeah. the speed in which that anger can arrive sometimes, like mm. from zero mm. to hundred mile an hour very very quickly, and yeah, when it happens, it, you identify it, but then it's what do you do to cope with it? I mean, sometimes you don't do mm. it. Sometimes you're just sucked into it. Because sometimes, yeah. no matter how hard you try to to resolve a situation, before you know it, you're in it. And you're in that mixer. Mm. And it's just like, oh, here we go. And and I guess that's just part of being human, that in control. Mm. But what do you do? Yeah, I've got yeah. bits that I do. What do you guys do for that? 
I'm, I think knowing it's going to pass is the first thing I do, is recognise it. If, you, if you're conscious of it in the first place and recognise that, okay, my heart's beating really fast, I'm breathing really shallow and fast as well, I'm shaking a little bit. We've all got our own little telltale signs and they're not like early warning mechanisms, if you like. Mm, yeah. For me, my knee starts to shake and I start to speak fast and I feel like I'm become a bit of a mic, the headless chicken. Um, so the first thing I do is is, is recognise it and, mm. and identify that this isn't, this just, just doesn't feel good. So obviously lots of um, physical things happen to you. So, so this is adrenaline just starts to pump in there. This, this yeah, is when yeah. I'm getting super, super angry. So, mm. but one thing I've I've learned is that we've only got about ninety minutes of adrenaline in you. You, you can't you, you can't produce more than that in a short space of time. In so one stint, you could, in like you, an end to end. In in a day, generally speaking, really, you know, right. everybody's different. Everybody's different. You know, we're all we're all wired up slightly differently. But you know, on average, you've got ninety minutes of adrenaline. Um, so this is, and this has come from studying athletes, you know, they, they like, they want adrenaline at certain times of a race or, or, or when they're performing. Um, but during the day, you don't really want that much adrenaline because we're not really getting hunted by saber-woofed, saber-wolfed tooth, tiger-stroke, I don't know what they're called. Anyway, we're not being hunted by ferocious beasts um, in the literal in the literal sense. So we don't really need that level of adrenaline, do we? So, no. what in in the in the natural world, um, when when an animal's been actually has been chased, they shake afterwards. I don't even see wildlife programs. You, you know, like a, a gazelle, for example, or a deer. Once once they've actually finished, they stand and shake, and they shake out of the system. So one thing to do is actually shake. You might look like a bit of an idiot if somebody's coming fixing your mini because it's got a scratch in it and you start yeah, shaking. Yeah, and I'm like, what's um, up you, mate? You fucking headless chicken. But <laughs> the, the, the other thing to do is just breathe and just focus yes, on your breath. Yes, now, I'm, yes. I'm going to sound like a Zen, Zen Buddhist now and meditation, but, you know, a, a micro-meditation works just as well you know being grounded recognizing that your feet are on the floor or if you sat down you know your ass is on a seat you know actually feel other things and become present and get back in that moment and, and breathing and just concentrating on you know what's happening with the breath coming in and out of the nose into the lungs out of the mouth that kind of thing that's that's the first thing i would do and then kind of recognize well what's caused this why am I feeling like this? You know, if you, so if it's like filled, you know, if, if, if you're feeling like that because you're around someone else who's feeling like that, is recognised that, you know, you're taking on their energy through osmosis. Um, that's, 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 that's the first thing I'd do. And then maybe even become a complete arse about it. Apologise. Mm. What do you Apologize. do, Phil? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you, you sometimes you respond out of character because ego takes over as well, doesn't it? Yeah. We're not, we're not being rational when we're in that state of mind. So... Mm might say or do something do something which we shouldn't do you know we, I'm, I'm sure i'm sure many of us have, have driven a car irrationally because somebody's caught us up or something mm -hmm. recognizing the fact that you know we, we could kill someone if you're driving like an idiot mm. or if you're at home you have an argument with someone you don't really you know you don't really intend to have an argument you don't set out to have an argument and upset someone but sometimes that's what's happened that's what happens what do you do yeah. phil yeah i'm terrible flight for me flight i just anyway. i can't you know, I have to get out of the situation, and 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 then that is funny. The, the the ninety minutes adrenaline count, kind of you know the times when I've just got off and got out of the situation and just stormed away and let my brain process 
stuff as it as it needs to and it's typically 90 minutes later that I come back and have kind of you know calmed down it's not a great way of dealing with it and I'm you know it's something I do less now but but it still happens from time to time and I don't think that's good I think I need to work on that stuff a, a lot more isn't it safer though that you know avoiding the situation or removing yourself mm. from that situation than actually yeah. making it worse yeah no it is but then then it's you know in certain situations if you've just you know if you've headed out and it hasn't resolved an issue has it it's just it's just you know i don't know exacerbated it to a certain degree and and you know you've not you've not you've not come to a, a, a reconciliation you've just let time do it to do do the work for mm. you because it will pass uh, this will this it will, pass, will pass yeah you mm. hope as well don't so, you that it, it, that you that you you're making lots of little subliminal micro changes that limit those instances happening frequently so yeah, you know true. when it, when I when true. I look back yeah. to a few years ago, when you're in that mixer, it's happening a lot, isn't it? Yeah. But that's because you're in the mixer, yeah. aren't you? you know, and and mm. the big things are the big things that you're reacting to, but then your head gets into a certain state that the, you then start doing that for the lesser things, and then the smaller things, and then before yeah. you know it, the smaller things are getting into bigger things, and then you're just in that state constantly, aren't you? And mm. you, yeah. so. Once you've been through that, when you're going through it and you're recognising it and you put things into place to deal with it, you hope that those instances would happen less. But we're human in life's yeah. life, society, society, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Hopefully it happens less. And when it does, how, how do you deal with it? Uh, mm-hmm. Which is what, we, you know, which is what, we, what we're talking about now. I still, a good thing for me is I accept that it happens. And sometimes if I do behave in a certain way, I don't beat myself up over it anymore now. I don't go, I don't mm. get upset with myself of doing that. I go, well, look, that's happened. There's nothing I could do about it. What would I do differently about it next time? I'll try and do this and then I move on. I, I, I have to shut it down and move on. But I do that with a lot of things in life now. I've become really, really good at doing that and putting stuff in these boxes and putting lids on them. But then I worry that in some circumstances I feel like I'm desensitizing myself. It's like I'm taking emotion out of stuff, you know. And sometimes I get I'm I'm, I'm in the past year or two years, I, well, more so in 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 the you know in the past year when 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 my dad passed away, I feel mm-hmm. like I've got no emotion sometimes. I feel like I should be having feelings. The opposite of what we're talking about now. I feel like I should be having yeah. feelings about some stuff, and I haven't got any. And I'm like going, "What's weird? Yeah. You know, you should work. You yeah. should. What What is wrong with you? You know, it's. And then so I'm going from managing all of that and doing and putting them in them boxes and going, "Yeah, that's cool. That's how I deal with that." To a point where I'm going, "Well, hang on a minute. You emotionless person. <laughs> you should." Have where those feelings gone? Because <laughs> you should have them, yeah. Yeah. and they're not there. It's a good chance they're still there. There's a really good yeah. chance that they're still there. And that's I think that's that's the that's a coping mechanism. That's what that's what your brain's doing, isn't it? It's, it's it's too painful to even think about some of these things at times, and because you know we want to protect ourselves, our, our our brain wants to protect us from pain. It will put it somewhere else. 
The mm. problem with that is if you keep it keep it in a box and keep that lid on that box for a long time, at some point it's going to come out. That's what scares and me. So I agree. So some of the yeah. things will be is like, well, okay, that felt painful. I've put a lid on it, put it in a box, hide it away. Hopefully, I'll never see it again. But pretty good technique to do is just go back to it and recognize it. You know what was what led to that thought or that feeling. You know what what you know what was the situation then? What did I feel? Why did I feel that way? You know, and as painful as it might be dig that little bit deeper mm. and it comes mm. back you know there's, there's there's times like 10 years ago my, both my parents died and there have been times when i've just been you know just going about my normal day-to-day stuff and you know listen to something like the drugs don't work by verve and like suddenly in floods of tears and it mm. comes back and I, I remember these things you know that box i really should have opened it a lot sooner you know and it, it's not mm. just that it's lots of different things where you know you go back in it's, it's not as though you're going back in time you just relive it totally relive it and it's right to identify that emotion and and deal with it and just acknowledge it and people who struggle with other mental illnesses particularly ptsd it's when you're making an attempt to ignore that feeling and it stays there and it just it's not reliving it it's just the feeling just stays there constantly because they haven't had the opportunity to deal with it so it's it's just because it's too painful to deal with it's it it's a it's a strange one. I accept, I accept that there's the, the flux. I accept the flux because I know it, I know it's there. So you, you you mentioned before about normal. You know what you know. We're going back to normal because Boris said we've got to go back to normal and you know what it was like before. But previously, the, the, we were just like Mike's, weren't we? We were just headless chickens yeah, we anyway. Oh well, I don't goodness. I don't mean us three because we're cool as aren't we? I mean we we're not. <laughs> But I mean, society, generally speaking, was gone completely insane. You know, we recognise that the world is not normal anymore. You know, we, mm. we, we're, we're natural beings living in a completely unnatural environment. And for, you know, for a period of time, maybe we just did actually press pause and have a, yeah. have a time to reflect. So, so, you know, what? so this normal, I'm not too sure if I want to go back to that kind of normal. Mate, no, me neither. It, we have to make the most of it, though. And what you've said there, I, I completely agree with. We as individuals, as humans, have evolved and we've moved on, but the system that governs things hasn't. And we've moved on, so the system's like here, and we're we're thousands of meters in in in, in advance of it. The pandemic came along and forced the existing system to stop. It couldn't, you know, it couldn't function. We had to change. But now mm. we're being dragged back into it, to a system that's now was out of date before the pandemic, which is now vastly out of date. You know, and yeah. and it's. But it goes back to what Bo said. Just picking up what Bo said on 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 the cast within that time, we invented the system. Mm. But it's up to us as individuals about what you take from it. We don't have to do everything the way they want us to do it. We can take bits that work and leave the bits that don't work, and uh, and for any significant change, as 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 a country, as a nation, or as a world, it starts with us as individuals, mm. us, mm. yeah, and then people that are around you, because the rest of it, mm-hmm. are you going to affect any of that? Probably not. Probably not at all. You're not going to change no. it. But yeah. enough of those little, the, the enough of people making smaller changes. It creates a massive, you know, and I know people say that, but it does, it happens, but it's got to start with us. And mm-hmm. I'm at peace with that now, I accept that. 
But we also live in a society where everybody else worries what everybody else is thinking and what everybody else is doing. So you end up then yeah. going back and conforming and doing what everybody else is doing. So you don't make That's any change. True. Yeah, we're, we're we're overstimulated, aren't we? We we mm. we were talking in the in the preamble about Instagram, and you know, apologies to anyone who's bang on Instagram uh, that's listening, but it has created this thing where people are just obsessed with how that moment looks rather than thinking about what that moment is, you know, mm. and, and 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 I think that's part of it. And so we're bombarded with these images like on Instagram or on other social media platforms, um, on television of the perfect life and everything. So again, that reinforces the things you should be doing, the thing, the measures of success, you know, um, the places you should be hanging out. And, and then on, 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 on the flip side of that, then we're, we're overstimulated in, in, in terms of like media coverage. You know, we, we you, you open the, you watch the news. Bad know news, you guys doom and gloom, mate. Don't do it as much as me. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible for watching the news and sort of doom scrolling on news apps and just being overstimulated with all mm. of this stuff. Like as Dave says, you've not got that much control over and you can make these micro changes, you know, on your own doorstep and things around you as as dave says but there are so many things out there that you know you can only do so much so much you can only influence these great big societal issues so much you know but we're bombarded with it you can't you, you know your, your daily routine is just guided by notifications and pop-ups and and messages about stuff that's beyond your control and it's like we are constantly dragged away from this stuff that's immediately around us and immediately important to us, and it and it's it's terrifying, you know, it really is. And I'm I'm, you know, I'm 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 I'm, you know, right in the thick of that. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm, you know, consumer number one, even though I'm conscious of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, changes over what other changes during the pandemic, of 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 not of stepping back from being the the sort of rampant consumer. You know, like my, I know you laugh about my technology stuff, but I really have, you know, I, I've really, really, you know, the, the, that whole thing I had about just wanting the latest this and the latest that sort of, you know, it, it, it's, it's not there anymore. And I'm just like, well, I don't really need that. How much is enough, as we say, you know, I don't, do I need that new Alexa device? Do I need that Wi-Fi dishwasher how much <laughs> is enough then guys how much is enough how much is enough yeah, and good point how much is enough um what we've got is already too much would be my opinion Ooh, so yeah i like that i like that. one of my favorite books is the is happy by darren brown and he references an, an actual algorithm based on what what we have and what we want and what we need um and it was something like you know that if you have Look at money, for example, you know, the money you have now, if you were to suddenly come into millions, it would make you more stressed. You know, it would cause more yeah. anxiety. So actually, it's bad for your mental health. You'd be, you'd be less happy being a millionaire. At first, you go, oh, I'm over the moon, millionaire. But suddenly you've got more problems that come with that. And in the book, he, he mentions um, that, that there's a figure and it's something like 10 percent ish, you know, 
a 10% uplift of what you've got financially is optimum for happiness. You know, just a little bit more than what you've got now will generate enough happiness to, you know, to, to not cause more misery. So there's, there's kind of a, an equation to it. But I, I think what we've currently got now, I mean, I'm talking like first world problems, you know, you know, what we've got technology everywhere around us more than enough food that's why we have obesity problems in in the western world we just have way too much at the moment so how much is enough well we don't need a lot anyway to live and to be happy and you know you've probably traveled and been to different places in the world and you you probably watch travel programs as well some of the happiest people are the ones with very little they've got family they've got community yeah. they've got connections yeah. they've got the land they've got the air they breathe they've got the sunlight they've got warmth what else do you need? You know, just a little bit of nutrition. You don't even need to eat chickens. You know, or slice them. <laughs> or even slice, slice chicken. You don't even need to do. You don't even need to do that. So, how much is enough? I think if you really think about it, we don't need a great deal to yeah. be happy. But it depends on for what. You know, how much is enough for what? Hmm. What do you think? Wow. I think yeah, the, it always I, gets no, a lot of it gets I, equated I, to money, though, doesn't it? Always comes back to cash. And I guess the cash then equates to your possessions, doesn't it, that you've got. Yeah. But if you were to say how much is enough, as in literally like, you know, time to be with your family or time to do other things, then you would say, well, more. You know, we want, you, want, you would want more, more, wouldn't you? You'd probably say, well, isn't it? Or, or the majority of the time would, would be that. But everything always equates to, to a lot of the time money, doesn't it? And that money then equates to mm. elements of possessions and things like that, and which then keeps you keeps you in that in on that wheel of yeah of of, of grafting to to achieve it. Yeah, that rampant consumption, yeah. rampant consumerism that sort of drives more drives the need to earn more money to buy the stuff that you don't really need in the first place. I think the, the my my <laughs> the brain thought that uh, I had over in recent... Because Brainfort has been officially recognised as one of the talking card uh, key um, catchphrases. So obviously re regular listeners would have gone, Phil's on about his Brainforts again. This is going to be like good. Yeah. I'm liking but Doom Scrolling as well, mate. I've picked up on Doom Scrolling that you said before. Yeah. Thing, I'm, liking that that. Is, yeah, I'm liking yeah, that. I'm liking that. Sabrewolf. Sabrewolf. Is it a she, she or a he... The, the a, a, a doom scrolling saber wolf. That's what we're going to do. Sorry, Phil. Go on, mate. Go on. Go on. Your brain thought. So, What's your brain yeah, thought? Yeah, but my 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 brain thought. Brain thought of the week. Um, really, is it was a, a just a shift in thinking, and it, and it is on that consumerism thing of like you know, if I make a purchase, a purchase. If I make a purchase now, or from planning a purchase, the filter it goes through is this. Will this make my my family's life more comfortable? Okay. What did what do you do then because when you buy not, what, buy a Paul Smith really... top? I I haven't <laughs> bought. You know what? I I have I've barely <laughs> bought any clothes. So no, honestly, I've barely bought any clothes in the last eighteen months. Which again is just not me. You know, it no, really good, isn't. It's good. So, it's good. Well, it's could good. you put some clothes on? Because we don't like seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> Football, it, it, full, uh, full looks pretty cold natural. though as well, Phil. Put some eating on, Phil. It looks really cold. I had a night out in Wilms though, like this last night as well. So uh, it's rude um, to point, Phil. 
Um, so anyway, I've started coughing. But yeah, no, well, you know, seriously, you know, it is a big thing of like mine now that I'm just... And, you know, all right, we bought a big car... Not a big car, we bought a new car recently, as I alluded, I alluded to, but... You know, that's Soph's car for getting to work in. The old car was old and knackered and was costing us money. So to buy a new com- car brings a lot of comfort into the family. It's not, and it's electric as well. It's a fully electric Mini. So I'm not destroying the environment through it right. as well. Phil, I love your, I love your decision-making process because mm-hmm. that's kind of based on logic as opposed to just a pure emotion. I think mm-hmm. we, we know, generally speaking, that most purchases are based on emotion. No, it mm. make because it makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm going to challenge your, your decision making process. Sorry about this. this. Is controversial. You know, this is unrehearsed. So all of it's unrehearsed. Is it? <laughs> Can oh no my god! Tell? Hey boys, if this is rehearsed, go. if this was rehearsed, God help us. We might. <laughs> This this could be it. We could be. This could be the last ever <laughs> episode of Talking God now. So Andy, right? So Phil. Make it making making your family's life more comfortable is yeah. that a good thing? And I, let let me just let me just um, give you give you a bit of background to why I'm, I'm not too sure if it necessarily is. We're already too comfortable in life, and we're getting softer. We're getting way softer because life's been way too comfortable. When shit happens, we're not ready for it, so we're less resilient. So, if you want more comfort then you might be weakening those people that you love. Yeah. So, for example, daughter Kirsten has gone to university. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, if you go to university, it's your decision. I ain't paying for you. I'm not being tight, but it's your decision to go to university a few weeks later. Yeah, but a lot of people at university are from rich families and the parents are paying for them. I said, well, it's your decision to go to university. I said, I ain't going to pay for you if you go to university. It's your choice to go into debt. Now, if you're finding it difficult to survive off of your budget, then you need to go and get a job. Yeah. yeah, but can't you help me out? Well, of course I can help you out, but I'm I'm robbing you of the opportunity to grow as an individual now. So if if I was to make her life more comfortable, I'm potentially weakening her as an adult. Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. And I'm already on the Paul Smith website. <laughs> 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 I think it's a good. I think that's no, a really so, good point. That yeah, I like that. I like is, that a lot. It is. It is. I like it, it is. It is, and that's really befuddled me now. I thought I was onto a kind of new post-consumerist way of thinking, it's, and now I'm just. Is it better right, than it, what you've got? It is that's, right. Though. I think that's the question. Is it an improvement? Mm. Will it make things better? And you decide yeah, what better looks like. Yeah. I've had, the con- I've had this conversation with my two lads a couple of times with regard because we probably, I, as a family, my, you know, myself and Sue were probably, we do a lot more for the boys than my mum and dad did for for mm-hmm. me or, or yeah. my family. But that's probably because I I did a lot less in the olden ages in the olden times, as much as I say, than than what they do now. So they've got a lot. They've got quite a lot, lot on. Uh, but I do reach. But I don't. I do. I do try and balance it up with regards to facilitating the things that they can't do. You know. So if they want to do something mm-hmm. and yeah. and they literally can't do it, then I'll, I'll 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 try and help facilitate that. But there will be things that I could do that I don't do that I get them to do. 
and because I don't yeah. want them to always think that everything's dead easy. Because I, yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes yeah. I yeah. want them to try, and I really I want them to succeed. But if they fail, great, not a problem with that at all. Or mm-hmm. get into situations mm-hmm. where I weren't mm-hmm. expecting that, brilliant. How do you deal with it? Talk to me. And they'll come mm. and have conversation. This happened today and that happened today. Okay, but so what did you do? And, and talking through it, that is 100% key, that. Because that's the way you learn shit. And that's not just from mm. kids. That's mm. even even now to me, you know, for me. Mm. I still, I've, many, I've gone back into a stage in my life where my brain will accept stuff and I want to learn stuff. I want to listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't always want to be right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to get things completely fucking wrong. It's the only way that I'm going to mm-hmm. learn. And also to be uncomfortable, that will make me stronger. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. 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 That's the yeah. that that's one of those things I've learned over the last few years. But um, I read a book about this recently. It's like stress plus rest equals growth. The point is that you you move out of a comfort zone. Being in a comfort zone is going to weaken you you know, almost irreparably. You know, you're going to stay in that comfort zone. You're not going to be better as a human being as a consequence. Going too far out of your comfort zone, that's going to weaken you as well. So there's there's, there's a sweet spot. You know, you've, you've got to put yourself in a position where you feel uncomfortable, where you may make mistakes and you may look like an idiot or you may beat yourself mm-hmm. up at some point. But that's good because you need to stress yourself. You, we need an, an element of stress to be uncomfortable. Being comfortable is quite often the worst place to be what we what, what so like so like having no head like mike like mike i mean the thing is do you think mike's last 18 months of his life was better than his first couple of years with a head <laughs> you'll never know mate you'll never know because the whole thing with it as well is chicken can't even if he had a head chicken can't chickens can't speak they can't true. speak. What the cluck are you on about? Costing. Oh, man, the dad jokes, the dad jokes. Here's, here's the thing. So, so maybe, let's get all spiritual with this again now. Okay, so Phil, you know, you've obviously got a heightened emotional intelligence. That's why the, the bloke is repairing your electric mini was, um, you were feeling his energy. Maybe yeah. if Mike the Headless Chicken was with you, you could, you could feel his emotion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Just trying to wing it now. I know. I don't know how to come back from that one. This episode was sponsored by Mike the Headless Chicken and various poultry farms. <laughs> and the, so what and have the we learned slice, here today? And the Chicken Slicers Association. <laughs> I, what have we learned? Got, I don't know, mate. You tell me. Chicken. I think I think our listener, if he's still listening, oh she, he's still listening. Mike, if he's still there, if you can... <laughs> his headphones have fallen out. <laughs> Someone's dangling him down his know. neck. Oh, I've got, before we go, I've got to tell you about something else as well. Yeah, so Mike, if you if you are listening um, via your bone conducting aftershock headphones, that's what I was going to tell you about. Segway sponsored by aftershocks. Um, could you write in and let us know or don't drop us a message on, on, on that technology which overstimulates us, please? Um, and maybe we, we can share it with the rest of the Talking Cod community. Phil, final words? Uh, comfort, stroke, <laughs> discomfort. A comfort stroke was that, sorry? <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, oh, oh my comfort, God. stroke, discomfort. Oh, so, yeah. Question mark. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. it. Question mark. Dave? Yeah. 
What, what's your moment of inspiration for you, for our listeners, listener? Well, this is a bit of inspiration for me, or, or, or a learning for me, because we talk. There's a massive conversations about stress and eliminating stress in there. Get rid of stress. Mm. However, we need some, don't we? What you, what you've just said there mm. is yeah. some stress is good. And we need that stress element of stress mm. and that learning and that aspects of it because otherwise, and also picking up on that comfort zone thing. Uh, and we've spoken in the past about how we always need a purpose. I think if you're in that mm. comfort zone all the time, you just the purpose gets sapped out of you. So it, that that's an interesting mm. one for me as well. Yeah. So yeah, no, those are the bits from me that I would take away from uh, from the brain thoughts of the talking codness. Uh, <laughs> relaunch of season two due to pause in audio broadcasting for circumstances outside of the cod how about that <laughs> i've no idea what you're talking about but but i have so missed you guys honestly i mean it's been that. good boys it's been it's good it's been awesome you you, you know you, you made me it's ace it's ace it's ace and i enjoy the bits in between as well we, we do say that sometime one day we will record one of the pre-records and may, maybe we should do it just just and then it might need some serious mm. editing out or or, the, or we'll let it run and the bit and we'll bleep sections maybe that so he might just be <laughs> so he might have a we might have an hour's worth of actual an hour's worth of yeah and then 50 minutes of that so just just a morse code episode yes indeed indeed <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed us talking COD, please give us a rating, leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe now. Quick shout out to the guys at DapDip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune, Elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking COD.